Welcome to the Portland Pentecostals podcast. We're happy you've decided to join us as we build a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Enjoy the message. I'm going to read today from the book of Genesis, chapter number 11. Kind of um, starting in a almost a... a not very, kind of almost anticlimactic verse, but I believe that it's a good place to start as God wants to talk to us today. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that I have been changed by Jesus. And if you have not been changed by Jesus, I want to encourage you to just embrace what you feel in this place and understand that you're standing, you're sitting with people that have been transformed, that have had a lot of issues in their life, but God has always been there and He can do the same for you. In Genesis chapter number 11, verse 3 and 4, The scripture says, so the people, this is uh, the people that are, uh, that are on the earth. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Today, I want to preach on this thought into the name of Jesus. You can be seated today. Kind of starting in a kind of a, in the middle of something and uh, it just hit me in a different way this week as actually this morning as I was reading it. And so that's where we're going to start today is that the the judgment of God had come and God had destroyed the earth with the flood and Noah and his family had been the only ones to survive because God had looked at man and said, they're evil. Their thoughts are only evil continually because humanity chose to sin. In the beginning, it opened the door for the brokenness of mindset, the brokenness of heart, the brokenness of spiritual relationship with God that just turned into a spiral downhill because the fallen nature of humanity, your nature and mine that we're born into because of sin, we tend to embrace it ourselves and we just spiral into our own way of life without something coming along to change it and we destroy everything that God made and the way that he designed for it to be and so God destroyed the earth with the flood and he saved only Noah and Noah's family and when they came out of the ark after the flood they offered sacrifices to God and they thanked God that because of his grace they as a family had been saved and because they were saved humanity had hope there was a hope of a future that God would have relationship with humanity and so God told them I want you to be fruitful multiply multiply 
fill the earth. I, I want you to, to, to just spread out and let uh, my glory shine through you and spread through the earth. But uh, within a couple generations, we find uh, this uh, passage that we just read uh, where the people, uh, they decided, listen, uh, we, we're not sure that we trust God's plan. We're going to we're going to build a tower uh, that's going to reach to heaven, uh, and that tower is going to be a name for us. We're going to find our reputation uh, in our ability uh, to form this tower uh, of strength and this uh, representation uh, of us as humanity that we can do it uh, and we can be great uh, and we've got a great plan. Uh, isn't that sound like your life and my life without? Jesus. When I look at my life, when I look at the world in general, I find uh, that it's very, uh, very uh, 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 consistent with humanity uh, that we can fall into the same cycle uh, where we say, uh, I can do this. I can make myself great. I can find uh, safety and strength uh, for myself if I can just uh, grit it out. If I I can maybe uh, maybe find a few others and say let's do this together we got a plan but all the while they were actually pushing against what God had already instructed to spread through the earth to let the, the glory of God spread with them but instead they said let's make a name for ourselves through a tower of strength and, and many times we do that as humanity and 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 there are those in this house that that, that may not even claim to to walk with Jesus and you can look at your life and say yeah I I got this on my own or that's the attitude I have it might I might say it a little bit different than the preacher just did but I I think I got this and and I can make my life great and I can I can get things together to where I'm safe and I got control and, and I can just uh, uh, be confident in my future. Uh, but, uh, but we do that uh, through influencing others. Uh, we do that by trying to find the right people that we can uh, control uh, the relationships. Uh, and because we think that we have control of the relationship, uh, that it's safe and, and we won't get hurt uh, and we'll, we'll come out better on the other side. Uh, or maybe we do it... Uh, by looking for achievements in this world, whether it's a, you know, a talent that you have in sports or in art or, or, or whatever it is, or, or perhaps it's in your job. So many of us, we, we, we invest in our financial success and power and we, we try to have our fingers on everything saying, let's, let's make our name great. Let's let's strengthen ourselves and, and, and make our name great. But the truth is, is that that all fail 
else because God looked on it and he said it's not my design it's not my plan and so God stepped in and he actually changed their languages to where as they're talking they can't communicate and they they left off building the tower and it crumbled over time why because their name was not enough getting together for their plans didn't bring safety didn't bring greatness to their lives and I'm honestly realizing more and more in my own life that that my flesh fails that my plans fail that that no matter how much I get control I have less control Have you ever realized that? We can be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with ourselves. It's the lie of this world. It's a bill of goods that the world sells. That's just the biggest lie there is. It's really the foundational lie of all sin in the beginning. To say, did God really say that if I eat of that tree, then I'll die? God just doesn't have my interest in mind. He just knows that if I do what I want, what he's saying not to do, that I'll be greater and I'll have control and I'll I'll be a God. I'll have all of that strength only to find that when I take into that lie, it it, it becomes my prison. I found that I am the hardest taskmaster of my life. I found that as the more I try to grab hold of my life and make it mine and, and control the outcome, the more I find it unraveling. And then my flesh, my own inner being, my, my own thoughts and my own passions become even more uh, great and, and feed it and perpetuate it only to find that I make a bigger mess. Or even if on the outside my life doesn't look any messier, the anxiety grows inside of me. Uh, the, the fear uh, and the turmoil comes uh, inside of me. Uh, why? Because uh, I have found uh, myself investing in my own name, in my own uh, plan, saying I'm going to make my name great. Uh, can I tell you today uh, that there's a better way? Uh, I know most of you have found it today, uh, but we need a reminder of that, uh, that there is a better way. Uh, there is a, a strong tower. Proverbs 18.10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. I have found that if I will give up my life of trying to make a name for myself, trying to build my own reputation, trying to to manipulate life to what I have in mind and I will run into the name of Jesus and say Jesus I need your help Jesus I need your strength I need your protection that he is a strong tower that I can run into his name and I can find safety for my life I'm so thankful for that throughout the scripture in the Old Testament as God was reaching to man and Israel was reaching to God
God. And they fumbled a lot in the process. But throughout it you'll find that God was their refuge when they would run to Him. When they would call on God, He would come. He would strengthen them. And ultimately one day God said, I'm going to complete this work. And so He came Himself in flesh to be our safety, to be our salvation. Matthew 1 verse 20 and 21 the angel of God while while Joseph Mary's betrothed while he thought about these things behold an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying Joseph son of David do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and she will bring forth a son and you shall shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins you see when God came in flesh through that virgin Mary he came for the purpose of salvation and when we call on the name of Jesus we're calling on the name of salvation I'm so thankful that that there's a way to get out of the cycle of my own abilities being all I have to rest on and, and, and my plans being all that I have to live with and knowing that Jesus is the name that I can run into I can call on Jesus and he can bring salvation for my soul that's why Jesus came is because I couldn't pay the payment for my sins you couldn't pay the payment for your sins and so God said I'm going to do what only I can do and I'm going to become human and I'm going to live in that flesh of Jesus Christ and so that I can live without sin I can live above every lie and every shortcoming that humanity is bought into and in the end I can then die a sinless death so that what they deserve can be put on me so that there could be one to pay the payment for my sin and for your sin and that's Jesus Christ himself. I'm preaching about coming into the name of Jesus. You see, where do you find your source of hope? Where do you find your strength? I'm here to remind you today because believer and unbeliever alike, we're flesh and blood. And sometimes we start getting in our mind that I've got to get busy moving things around in my life because I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable or I'm feeling a little bit uh, concerned about what's going on. Uh, I'm not here to tell you uh, that you just need to sit on your hands the rest of your life, uh, but I'm here to let you know uh, that Jesus is the answer, uh, and if you'll run to Him uh, and get your life into His hands, uh, and get your life into His purpose, uh, He'll direct your path. Uh, He'll tell you what to do. Uh, He'll tell you that's not worth your time. Uh, He'll tell you that's uh, that's a lie, uh, and that won't actually help help you out and he'll tell you this is the way walk in it you see everything that Jesus did when he came to the earth before the cross he was expressing victory over everything that we can ever fear 
See, Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. He came preaching the way to eternal life. And in it, all of the values and all of the principles of the kingdom were being unfolded through his words that are transformative. His kingdom that is greater than ours. But as he was doing that, he was also casting out devils. He was also healing sick people. He actually raised people from the dead. He raised Lazarus from the dead after he'd been in the grave for days. Uh, uh, people that were uh, a man that was possessed by thousands of demons. Uh, ran uh, compelled when he saw Jesus uh, fell at his feet and worshipped him. And God uh, cast those devils out uh, of that man uh, that had thousands of devils. Uh, all of this. Why? Uh, because that's what Jesus came to do. Uh, and not only was he doing it for the individuals in that moment. Uh, he was letting everybody that would follow in his kingdom know that it doesn't matter what you are facing that Jesus is great enough to break the bondage he's great enough to break the cycle it doesn't matter what you fear I'm not telling you that, that, that it doesn't matter in the sense that I don't care but I'm here to tell you that no, what is it that we fear we fear we fear sickness we fear rejection of man. We fear, we fear death. We fear financial insecurities. And in all of that, Jesus walked onto the earth and he didn't fear. And, and, and he didn't have a place to lay his head down at night. And yet every day he had food and he gave food to others. He, he saw the sick and healed them in a moment. He forgave sins. He raised the dead. All of that. Why? Because I'm here to tell you that the pressures, that the world, would we'll try to put on you and I the realities that we live in that would try to crush you and I there is safety from it but it's only in Jesus it's only in the refuge of Jesus Christ himself and so Jesus came and he brought victory over all of that and I'm so thankful for that today I know that there's people in this house that you have been sick in your body and God healed you immediately of sicknesses, of cancer, of diabetes, of different diseases. I know of people that didn't have enough money to put food on their table. And God came through and gave them what they needed. Why? Because they put their refuge in Jesus Christ. I'm here to remind you that there is a tower of refuge and it's Jesus. Jesus. It's Jesus. And Jesus when he came and he bled and died and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. He then turned to his own disciples in Mark 16, 15 and he said to them, go, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized 
baptized will be saved, but he that believes not will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those that believe. In my name they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You see, Jesus came to bring victory and he decided that he would put that victory into the hands of his disciples, into those that would follow him, that would believe in him and would give their lives for him, that he would say, I'm putting in your hands the power that I want. Have you ever felt vulnerable? I know you have because I have, but I'm here to tell you that there is a place where you can find strength and where you can find the reality that nothing can destroy you. And that's in the name of Jesus Christ. So Peter came preaching Jesus. The apostle Peter after the day of Pentecost being filled with the Spirit of God. And this is what he said when he was preaching one day in Acts chapter number 4 verses 10 through 12. He said let it be known to you all that to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom you crucified whom God raised from the dead by him this man stands before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by the builders which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He's preaching to the crowd because actually the crowd was gathered because Peter looked at a man that had been lame and could not walk for years and was sitting by the temple and was asking for alms or asking for charity. And he looked at him and he said, and he said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk and he took him by the hand and he lifted him up and his feet and ankle bones received strength and the man stood and then he went walking and leaping into the temple praising God and a big crowd gathered and he preaches Jesus and that's when he says don't you understand that the source is not in me I didn't build a philosophy or get a talent that put me in this place of power and in this place of confidence but no it was by the name of Jesus that I spoke and this man is standing before you whole and I want you to know that it's only through that name Jesus that there's even salvation for your soul there's only salvation in the name of Jesus Christ in Acts chapter number 3 moving back this is the same uh, this is the same situation uh, and he spoke this as well about the, the situation in verse number 16 and his name Jesus uh, through faith in his name has made this man strong uh, whom you see and know yes the faith uh, which comes through him uh, has given him uh, this perfect soundness in the presence of you all 
Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did your fathers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of his prophets, that Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins can be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. He's saying, listen, it's by faith in the name of Jesus that wholeness came to this man. I'm here to encourage you today. Where do you put your faith? Don't, don't, don't find a, a, an endeavor of your own or a solution of your own and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in this so that I can make my own name great, so that I can, I can get, pull myself up by my own bootstraps like, like uh, that's what I hear all great people do, right? <laughs> Supposedly they pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. I think maybe in the right context, uh, there's some places where there's some uh, you know merit to saying you need to do some things yourself but when it comes to security of your of your relationship with God when it comes to wholeness of your heart and spirit when it comes to, to being secure that you don't have to fear tomorrow you're not going to find it by pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps I'm here to tell you that there is a tower of refuge in Jesus he's the one that can make you able to face tomorrow. He's the one that can clean up the mess that you made in your life. I'm a testimony to that because I've made my own messes in my life and I'm sure that you have. But I have a testimony that when you called on Jesus, you found him to be near, that you found him to be your strength. I'm so thankful for the name of Jesus. I want the name of Jesus on my life. I want to run into the name of Jesus. I want to transfer my identity into the name of Jesus. I want to put my confidence in Jesus rather than myself. It's unpopular in this world. The world wants you to somehow find a way to make it yourself and say, I am the greatest. I am the one that did it. Look at me. Look at me, follow me on Instagram because I figured out how to have the glamorous life. I figured out how to be strong. I figured out how to be the best parent. I figured out what fill in the blank. But I'm here to tell you, it crumbles because there's not one of us that is able to carry the weight of the life we live because we were created to be in relationship with God. I can't do this alone. If you, uh, this is, there's no room in the kingdom of God for people that think they've got it all together on their own. There's a place for confidence in Jesus. But I'm never going to find my glory in this flesh. I'm never going to be able to say, look at me. Would you just follow my way of doing things? Even Paul 
great apostle, what did he say? He said, follow me as I follow Christ. He felt compelled that even though he had found the right road to make sure they understood that right road was only because it was connected to Jesus. It was only because he had found his identity and his security in Jesus Christ. In fact, the man, Paul, who wrote most of the half of the New Testament uh, that preached the gospel, that, uh, that, that, that saw the miracles uh, through, throughout his life uh, of God working, uh, he was against God at one time, uh, and he was pushing against God's plan. He even thought he was in God's plan, but yet he was pushing against God's plan. He was, he was a Jew. Uh, he was a Pharisee. He was a religious person uh, from the... From from the tribe of Benjamin in the nation of Israel. And when Jesus came, he didn't grasp who he was. And so he decided to push against the Christians. He looked to kill the Christians and put them in jail. He was saying, no, I, I got this, God. I'll do the great things for you, God. And found himself on the wrong side of the battle, even pushing against God. And God had to get his attention by, uh, by striking him down on the road with blindness and speaking to him and saying I am Jesus who you persecute. It's going to be hard for you if you keep fighting me. It's like kicking against a, it's, a, it's like kicking against a bunch of thorns in the ground but there's a better way and so he went to the city and he was waiting and as he was waiting God spoke through uh, to, to one of the believers uh, Ananias and this is what he said in chapter 9 verse 15 of Acts uh, but the Lord said go for he is a chosen vessel of mine what for? to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. You see, God said, I, I've got a plan for his life. I want to bring him into my name so that he can bear my name wherever he goes. So that he can be my representative. Can I tell you that the more I look to represent myself, the more I look to make a name for myself, the greater the weight and the burden comes on my life and I crumble and I make the wrong decisions and I fight things and I self-destruct and I hurt other people and I hurt myself and that's what Paul was doing or Saul at the time but God said look I, I see him and my eyes on him and I want him to bear my name I want him to be underneath of the authority of my name so go and lay hands on him. And Ananias, the believer, went and he laid hands on him. And he said, Brother Saul, the Lord has told me that you're going to suffer many things for his name's sake. And so here I am and I'm laying hands on you that you may receive your sight and that you may be filled with the 
Holy Spirit and the scales came off of his eyes and he rose up and he was immediately baptized. In chapter 22 of Acts, Paul telling the story years later said this is what Ananias said in verse 16. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on the name of the Lord. I'm here to tell you that when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, it's not just a ritual, but there's something powerful that happens when you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It washes away your sins. Why? Because when you are baptized in Jesus' name, you're not being invited just to enter the church as in Portland Pentecostals, but what you are doing is you are saying, God, I want to be joined to you, Lord Jesus. I want to enter into a relationship with you, Jesus. I want my identity to come from you, Jesus. I've realized that everything else, it crumbles. I realize that I am my worst own enemy. I have realized that I can't solve my own sin problem. I've realized that death is going to chase me all my life unless I come to you, Lord Jesus. And so when I go down in the name of Jesus Christ for my sins being washed away in baptism, there is something transformation that happens in my life. Galatians chapter number 3 verse 26 and 27 says this, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I'm here to tell you, if you're running from your past, if you're running from mistakes, if you're running from failures, if you're running from stress, I'm here to tell you that you can run into the name of Jesus Christ in baptism. If you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus, I'm here to tell you, you need to be, you need to talk to me or talk to somebody else about being baptized in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm here to tell you that the refuges and the places of safety that are made by man they fail they, 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 they crumble they fall short but there is a name that's above every name and it is a strong tower that the righteous run to and are safe it's the name of Jesus Christ oh, I'm so thankful for the power of the name of Jesus I'm excited today because I am certain that I am not enough to make heaven my home in myself. I am certain that I have failed in my own self. I am certain that I cannot control the future but I have found one that I can run into and his name is Jesus and I say Jesus I want you to cover me. I want you to become my identity I am identifying with you, Jesus, in baptism. 
Hallelujah. I could, I could go on and on and on. But for the sake of time, I won't quote all the scriptures. But the scriptures talk about that baptism is like, it's like the covenant of circumcision of the Old Testament. The putting off of the flesh and the putting on of the spirit. That when you're entering into covenant, we've talked about this on a Tuesday not too long ago. But we got to understand the beauty of that word that's used often in the Bible of a covenant with God it's coming into agreement with God and coming into his plan and saying God it's no longer me and you it's us and then as it's us you get to the place where you speak like Paul where he said I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I become linked to him and I understand that everything that God has becomes available because I I said, God, I am running into you, Jesus. I'm running into you for refuge. I'm running into you for identity that I would no longer be seen as my own. I would no longer be living for my own plans that, uh, that are continually uh, putting me in slavery to myself. But Jesus, I'm running into you and I'm finding you to be my refuge and my strength. <laughs> In Romans chapter number 6, verses 3 through 7, gives more explanation of, of baptism. It says, or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. That's what we're running from. If we were to boil it all down, it's death. We run from it. Of course, there's allegories that, that apply as well, like death of our, our reputation, you know, death of our independence, all of that that we're running from so often in our lives that we, we want to make sure that we keep our identity and keep our autonomy and keep our decision-making power and, and keep our financial stability and, and keep our innocence. And yet in all of it, we find that it chases us because our failures are chasing us. And our identity that we've said, well, I don't feel good about myself, so I'll put a new identity. I'll be this instead. I'll do this instead and yet we find that then when we're in that our flesh demands more not only am I going to do that but I want everybody else to say that it's okay and then even when people say it's okay then that's not enough now I need them to tell me that that, that 
my way is better. And then when they tell me my way is better, it's still not enough. Do you see the cycle? No matter what it is in our life that we put as our identity or our solution, it's just a, a greedy monster that it's never enough. Even when I thought that this was the point, if I had, uh, you know, I, I, I go here because it's easy. The scripture says, uh, he that loves silver is not satisfied with silver. So I think uh, if I get to where my bank account is at this point, I'm going to be stable and confident and right with the world. And when I get that bank account there, then my inner man and, and all of society says, you're not rich enough. You need more money. You need to get your account to this. And you become a slave to it. Do we understand that that's the way that the way of man is? We build towers for strength and for reputation, but it's never enough. But I'm here to tell you that there is a better way. There is a refuge and a strength and that's in Jesus Christ himself. I'm so thankful for the victory that comes through Jesus Christ and in his name. I'm so thankful today. If you'd stand in this place today. I'm so thankful for the power of the name of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you that we, we celebrate and we dance and we were jumping and shouting as we sang about Lord making a way through the fire and doing what you're famous for. We believe in you God that your name is powerful. All things are possible in you. That's the truth. Do you know why we say that? Because we as as a, as a congregation as a whole have found it to be true. We've been in drugs. We've been in alcohol. We've been in relationships that didn't fulfill. We've been destitute on the, on the street. Fill in the blank with any malady of humanity and there's somebody in this room today that experienced it but they called on the name of Jesus. And he was that refuge. He was that strong tower that they could run into and be safe. And so as I'm closing today, I don't know where you are as an individual. And I must compel you that if you have not decided that the source of your hope is in Jesus, I'm here to tell you today that it's going to take faith. But it's the truth. There's always a risk involved. There's always an unknown. There's always a step out in faith where you don't understand exactly what you're reaching for, but you just know that you need to reach for it. I'm here. Can I tell you that Jesus will keep you, that Jesus will catch your hand when you reach for him? I think the big question is, is have you found that refuge and strength in your own plan? If you have, then I have nothing that I can offer you today to change your mind on that. But I know because of what the Spirit is saying in my heart that there's people in this place today that you realize that you have come up short of being able to stabilize your life the way that you thought. That you've come up short of having hope of eternal life in your own solutions. And I'm here to tell you today that if you'll come 
come and you'll begin to talk to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want you to be my identity, God. I don't know what that's going to look like. I just, I I sing yes, God. If you'll give me the right person to help me walk through the process, I'm going to take a step today and put my trust in you. If you're a believer already, I'm here to tell you this is an opportunity to come and to celebrate and say, Jesus, you are my strong tower and I trust in you. I would encourage you. We can make this a place of celebration today of saying, yes, I trust in you. I will believe that your name is enough, that you are my strength. Yes, maybe grab the hand of your brother or your sister or your friend next to you. If you believe that Jesus is the solution to your life, would you find somebody and maybe take them by the hand and pray with them? Maybe come to the front together and say, I'm going to put my trust in you, God. People trust in all sorts of things. But Jesus, I believe your name. Hallelujah, Jesus.